Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour on this Monday, the 6th day of January 2020. Remember that show? Hugh Downs, right? 2020. Uh, that, But, of course, that is not the show. That is uh, the year that it is now. So when you're writing out those checks, 2019 is over. It is now 2020. Everyone really, what, just coming back now from vacation. You know, I, I was off on vacation during the holidays. The kids were off. Everyone's getting ready to uh, head back to school. My older son uh, has one more week before he's got to go back up to college. Uh, the high school kids, all the other kids getting all getting ready to head back as well. Uh, all kinds of crazy, crazy things happening uh, in the world. Obviously, the Middle East heating up again. Uh, gold, uh, seven-year highs on gold today. Remember, we're looking for 1585. Look close above 1585. Uh, that just puts you 1700 is going to be a right around the corner. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. You know, this morning, uh, Nancy Pelosi in the House of Representatives is trying to limit uh, the president's power uh, with dealing with the situation with Iran. And... It takes a much different meaning for me today than it would uh, up until about Friday. Because on Saturday morning, my youngest son came out of his room. Which, those of you that have uh, high school age kids, you know what I mean. They never come out of there. I don't know what they do up there all day, but they're, they're always in there. Comes out of his room and said that the West Point football coach had direct messaged him, and that's how, you know, these kids communicate, and asked me, what should I say? And so, you know, uh, me and my wife said, I'll just tell him this, this, this. And next thing you know, the coach asked for my son's phone number, and then two minutes later, uh, my son is on the phone uh, with West Point. I don't know, for those of you that don't know the Army, um, the Black Knights, which is a, a huge honor. You know, as, uh, as a parent, uh, we're pretty proud of our kids. Um, you know, the, the, they're, to be recruited by an institution like West Point uh, is a huge honor. You know, my, my grandparents, both of my grandparents, on my dad's side, my mom's side, fought in World War II. My dad served, my brother, as a lot of you know, uh, is, is a colonel in the reserves now. Uh, he's been to Iraq, he's been to Afghanistan. And, you know, there's a potential. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. But West Point is recruiting my son because they want him to come and play football. And, of course, when you go to the military schools, right, that's part of the deal, right? You serve your country. And, and just, you know, it's a huge honor. But 
I, I, I will say this. I don't agree with what we do in the Middle East. I, I, if it was up to me, right, if we could, and, and you can't, but I wish we could go back, right, go, go, go back in time, right, and, and just stay out of there. Right, the the I, I liken the Middle East to a crazy person. Right. Once crazy, always crazy, and and they just don't view the world the way we do. You know the the their religious beliefs, and of course, and of course, you can argue how much religious belief we have. I wish we had more, uh, but they they want to kill anybody that isn't a Muslim. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just the long and the short of it. And, I'm, and I know not every one of the people there think that, but the people that seemingly always end up in power, that's how they think. Right? I would love it if we didn't have anybody there, right? We didn't have, we didn't buy anything from any of those countries and we just left it alone. But that's just not the reality. And and I'll say this, I will be just as critical of both sides. When something like this happens, whether or not you support what's happening or not, it, it doesn't matter. We are sending women and men into into danger. Right? The sons and the daughters are going to face danger because of what is happening, and we need to support that. And and it was just something, you know, and, I, and I'm watching, and I know this is all politics and political theater, and that's all well and good. But you don't do it with war. You don't. You don't do it when you're asking our young men and women to put their life on the line, right? And they do it willingly, right? They don't, they don't get a choice. I'm like, all right, well, you know, hey, uh, do you support this? Because if you do, well, why have you go? No. So just kind of a, a weird thing that happened over the weekend got me thinking about all of this stuff, and I'm just hoping maybe can this, just this one thing, can we all come together, support our troops, Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin here on this Monday. Uh, Eric was going to be in Colorado this morning. He actually broke down uh, in Winslow, Arizona. When he's thinking the song, such a fine sight to see. Yeah, he was standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. He'll be there uh, on Wednesday now. Uh, for those of you waiting uh, to see him, uh, he'll be up at the mothership on Wednesday. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, so a lot of things. I mean, uh, we've had a big rally uh, in in gold and silver, crude oil. And crude oil is kind of weird because Iran, you know, they're they're on sanctions. They're not really allowed to ship out a lot of crude oil uh, to begin with. But you got to remember, 
you know, one of the things that, and I don't know if they thought about it, didn't think about it, what have you, back when Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Right? I've been on record and I've talked about uh, this before. A bunch of Saudi nationals took down the towers. Why we went and invaded Iraq, I still don't get it. You know, Iraq was a weird country. Not that Saddam was a good guy. Right? Kind of the same reason we killed this Iranian general, right? He's a bad guy. There's lots of bad guys in the world. But Iran is a Shiite nation. Iraq is mostly a Shia nation. Mostly, most of the population of, of Iraq is Shiite. Saddam Hussein was a Sunni. Right? They were the minority, but they had the power. And Iraq and Iran kind of canceled each other out. Right? They, they, they kept each other in check. And now that we went in, you know, we removed them. Well, Iran really calls the shots in Iraq. And I know that people don't want to hear it, but it's true. Remember Al-Sadr, the, the cleric that was giving us all the problems? Yeah, backed by Iran. Iran is uh, the, the new power broker in Iraq. And, and then over the weekend, I don't know if you saw the Iraqi... Parliament voted to have all foreign troops out of the country. I, you know, you know what that. They want America out, and of course, the president responded that uh, the only way the United States is is going to leave Iraq is if Iraq pays them, you know, for building the military bases and all that, you know, rebuilding the country and and. Uh, Threaten the mother of all sanctions again. You know, apparently that's one of the good things that the president always likes to to say. The mother of all sanctions is going to come. But it's one of those things. I mean, did they not know this? When when we first went in there, I mean, that was kind of what we expected to happen. I mean, what else did they expect was really going to happen? But again, and here's the other thing is, the Saudis hate the Iranians. And I don't know, it's just kind of weird, right? Because the Saudi Saudi nationals took down the towers. And seemingly, I don't know, it just feels like to me, uh, we're we're doing Saudi dirty work. I don't know. And I I don't know, uh, I don't agree, but I support. I don't agree, uh, but I support. But this has gotten uh, both sides fired up. Uh, oil uh, took off. I guess maybe uh, they're worried that Iran may do something to uh, curtail the oil coming out of Iraq. Obviously, uh, the Strait of Hormuz or uh, possibly another attack on a, a Saudi oil installation. 
Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I, you know, I'm kind of hoping this thing will die down. Uh, but, you know, of course, Iran made a bunch of them. They're going to blow up the White House and hack this and hack that. And, and, uh, and again, like I said, really, ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, our servicemen and women who serve all over the world got to be on high alert. Got to be on high alert. Uh, but but neither here nor there that that had gold reacting, had silver reacting, had oil reacting. They're off the highs. Uh, but gold uh, uh, right now, gold's up fifteen sixteen dollars right now, fifteen hundred and sixty eight dollars. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, I'm sorry, Eric's texting me as we speak. Uh, but gold, gold $1,568, that's a seven-year high, uh, took out the highs of last of last year and was up over, I, right, I want to say right when crude oil opened. So you got to remember, crude oil, gold and silver are closed over the weekend. And uh, the markets open at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. And and I say uh, four, 4 o'clock Arizona time. And I don't know at what point. I want to say that I checked it at like 4.30, between 4.30 and 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And it was up like $20, $25. Uh, and then I actually looked; it hit a high of fifteen ninety, you know, almost touched sixteen hundred dollars. Uh, but again, remember last week I told you I gave you a number that fifteen eighty five. We got to close above it. Inner day above it is nice. We need an actual close though uh, for that to to kick off. Uh, the the next wave in gold. Silver got up to $18.55. Uh, right now, like I said, gold's up 15, uh, $1,568. Silver is now back to unchanged. Uh, silver uh, at $18.15 right now. $18.15 uh, unchanged. Uh, was as high as eighteen fifty five, and crude oil same thing. Crude oil shot way up. The last I saw, crude oil was was down again, and and this is just people making trades, right? Uh, booking some profits and things of that nature. Remember though, before the Iranian thing happened, and like I said, let's just hope that this whole thing blows over, right? That cooler heads prevail and. And there's no more uh, attacks and, and there's, uh, you know, no one else has to die or what have you. And this thing kind of simmers down. Gold and silver were going to rally and have been re- rallying regardless. This kind of just speeds it up. But it, it, it it's, it's like Eric said last week, you got to have it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, we call gold insurance, right? If you don't have car insurance and you get into an accident and then you call and get the car insurance, it doesn't do you any good. 
right? I mean, it'll help you for the next accident, but it won't do anything for the accident you just had. Same rule applies with gold. Same rule. You have to have the insurance before it happens. If sometime today, tonight, tomorrow, right, next week, next month, next year, whatever it may be, an attack happens somewhere, right? You'll be glad you already had the insurance in place, and that's, you know, really ultimately what are we insuring? Are we insuring against war? Yeah, but that's not the main part, right? That's not 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 one of the things that we normally talk about, right? We talk about insuring wealth against the dollar, right? And we see uh, as the debt's just piling up, right? Piling up and piling up. Uh, the Fed's doing quantitative easing, but won't call it quantitative. Won't call it quantitative easing, and the repos and the national debt and all that stuff. And, and we're seeing gold and, and silver react to that, right? They, they're reacting to the fact of, hey, wait a minute, right? Things aren't as good as maybe they appear to be. And people starting to, to add to the, that wealth insurance. But then you have the unexpected stuff. Right, like like the Iranian thing. I mean, that wasn't even on the radar. Like, go back to like last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right? I mean, gold was rallying. It had nothing to do with the Iran thing. The oh, you know what? Eric was bringing up a good point. I saw it because he was texting me. At one point, you know, you go back to like the Bush era. That would have been a a 500 Dow point move, right? Blowing up uh, the Iran's top chair. I actually think that could have been a thousand point move, right? Hey, we just killed Iran's top general. Uh, right now, the Dow's down like 55 points. But again, though, that actually fits, right? We've had uh, this crazy rally last year, right? Just crazy. I mean, the Dow. Now, 20% of the move was two companies. I want to say it was Apple and Microsoft. But still, the move was huge. Big, big move. You know, without, let's face it, the economy, what do we call it? Okay. I mean, if you throw away first quarter GDP, which somehow came in at, what what was that number, 3-1? I think all the, what, the second, the third, the fourth quarter was all what? Well, we don't know the fourth quarter yet. But 2%, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're expecting. That's what we got in the second quarter. We got 2%. Got 2% in the third quarter. Most people think the fourth quarter is going to be 2%. 2%, 2%. That's not great, especially when you think about all the spending that we did. And yet the Dow went nuts in the S&P. The Nasdaq, you know, the paper markets went nuts. And the fact that the Dow was only down, you know, 50 points, that it was only down a couple hundred on Friday. It wasn't, you know, nothing huge. 
just kind of represents that why it is, you know what, even more so why you need to keep buying some gold right now. And I, and I said this to you on Friday, before it breaks 1585, get some more gold put away. Because it doesn't add up, right? That doesn't make sense. I mean, if this was uh, as big as a threat as people want to claim it to be, right, you would think the Dow would be down 1,000 points. Especially here from these elevated levels, right? The Dow needed uh, a sell-off, right? I mean, it's been rallying now for, for, for almost a whole year, and I'm not sure what. It's like I said uh, before I went on vacation, hey, if this is what's going to happen when we put tariffs on the Chinese, why don't we put more on? Apparently, I guess Wall Street likes it. And wasn't that the whole reason why we sh- we couldn't do tariffs? Oh, it'll be terrible, right? All these multinational companies aren't going to do well. I don't know. It's a war. Every, everybody's just lost their their minds, and, and then uh, you know something like the Iran thing pops up. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. For the last three years now, all we've heard about from Democrats is how much we needed to crack down on foreign interference in our politics. But somehow, as soon as President Trump moved the focus to an investigation into Ukrainian corruption tied to the family of former Vice President Joe Biden, Democrats decided investigating foreign interference wasn't such a good idea. In fact, Democrats think that President Trump asking the Ukrainian president to help crack down on corruption constitutes an impeachable offense. This is obviously a very serious accusation. But Democrats fought tooth and nail to make sure Republicans didn't call as witnesses the whistleblower in the matter or even Hunter Biden. You've got to wonder, what are Democrats so afraid of? Democrats want to avoid full display of their political motivation behind the impeachment proceedings. The common denominator amongst the deep state witnesses against Trump is their disagreement with his America first policies and their disdain for Trump as our commander in chief. Democrats allege that Trump tied military aid to Ukraine to a corruption investigation that may involve the Biden family. In reality, Trump just asked Ukrainian President Zelensky for a favor on behalf of the American people. There was no threat of military aid being cut off, and fighting corruption is what our president should do. If the Bidens were not involved in any wrongdoing, then they should have nothing to fear from an inquiry by the Ukrainians. When Joe Biden was vice president, he threatened to withhold $1 billion in aid to the Ukraine unless they fired Viktor Shokin, its top prosecutor. Shokin had been investigating wrongdoing at Burisma Holdings, a natural gas company which paid Biden's son Hunter over $50,000 a month just to serve on its board of directors, despite his lack of experience even. To any average American looking at the facts, there's a much stronger case to be made for a corruption investigation into Burisma and the Bidens than investigations into President Trump. The only way you could reasonably think otherwise would be to stick your head in the sand of the leftist mainstream media. It's our job as citizens 
to cut through that spin so we can root out real corruption in American politics. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Plus, you can find, follow, and share our work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. blue collar of a man he came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands he was backwards backwards use words like no sir yes ma'am my God. 809-510-592 that is our toll-free number as uh, well, look at that. The Nasdaq just uh, broke even. Nasdaq uh, actually is up now uh, a few bucks. The S and P is flat. The Dow, like I said, down about uh, fifty points. Not even thirty, forty points now. As uh, well, I guess. Hey, nothing to worry about, right? Nothing to worry about. Uh, everything's gonna be fine. Just ask them. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Jim Cramer was out this morning and was talking about gold. And he was saying that there's been an endless amount of buying in gold. And Cramer's not talking about us. You know, I wish he was. Right? You know, this guy, he rolls with rich people. Right? I mean, he's a rich guy. And and he's talking about the investors of of paper assets. And he was uh, he was on CNBC. Of course, you know he's on there every day. Uh, and he was talking on the opening bell this morning, saying the key to the stock market is gold, gold, oh, and gold which is now up for the ninth straight session in a row. And it's so funny. Wall Street can go up 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 days in a row. It can go up for 10 straight years, and it's okay. The second it happens in the gold market, right, everybody gets uh, weirded out. But let me just tell you what he said. When I see this endless buying for gold, it makes me think for the first time people are just saying, I'm really fearful. He pointed out that the gold buying started well before Thursday's drone strike in Iraq, right, which I just told you. Right? Listen, gold and silver were going to rally anyway. And, and he was saying that that it's not just treasuries that people are worried about. 
The gold buying has been endless over and over and over. It feels like gold wants to go to 17, to 1800. That would be a very negative thing for the stock market. Listen, Jim Cramer knows how to read charts. I told you this last week. Listen, everybody's looking for 1585 because as soon as that happens, that's what's going to happen. And the reason why, how do you go from 1700 to 1800? And the answer is has to do with going all the way back seven years ago. You got to go back to 2013. And we just, and, and you know, and I've told, and I've been trying to educate you all along. Remember why, you know, gold was 1900 for a day, right? Uh, and really, I, and, and, and shame on me, I should have, uh, done a little more research, but I was working on uh, some stuff that my son needed uh, for for West Point this morning. Um, But gold was only above 1,800 for a few days. Wasn't very long. And it sold off real quick. So it had a big spike up to 1,900, kind of like, you know, they call it the blow-off top. And then you had had the big fall. And you had just a handful of days. I think it was five total uh, that brought the Dow or the gold from 1900 to 1400. Of course, we've made up one of the days. This next move, this 1585 to 1700, that's a two-dayer. Over the course of two days, gold fell from just above that 1700 all the way down to 1585. So it took out, you know, $120 in two days. So that's the next gap up. That's why Kramer comes out on TV today and says gold feels like 1700, feels like 1800. Because the fall from the high all the way down, you know, we'll, we'll call it really, I think it was 1850. It may have even been 1875. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll have it before the end of the week. I'll have time. I'll do the, the exact research again and give you the exact number. But gold fell from like 1850 or 1875 to 17 and a quarter in two days. It was another two-day move. So that's why everybody says 1700, 1800, because there's such a small uh, dollar value. You know, it was one thing. Remember, at 1361, I said, hey, if gold breaks that, it's going to 1400. I'm sorry, 1400. Going to 1500, my bad. 1500. Right, which it did. The the part now though, there was, you know, 1361 to 1585. There that was a you know, there was a couple hundred dollars in between. This one here 
1585. If gold breaks 17 and a quarter, it's going right to 18. That's where it's going to go. That's where it's going to end up. I, 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 I don't see 17, I guess, without seeing 18 because it's so close together. And so that's why you heard him out here uh, this morning talking about, you know, gold, gold, gold. And it feels like gold wants to go to 17 to 1800. And of course, Kramer said, "We aren't. Uh, why aren't the futures down more? They should be," he said. "I think they should be because we haven't seen what uh, promises to be in the retaliation. I don't think Iran is a paper tiger. Do they not have to do something after all the bluster? You know, he's asking that question. I don't know if they do or don't. I don't know." Uh, again, I think, you know, I, I agree with his analysis about where gold is going and not not because anything other than that's what the charts say it's going to do. But he does say if gold does do it, it's going to be bad for stocks. And, well, stocks have had a big run. I've kind of, you know, kind of been saying that the whole time. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and uh, here's what I think. And I, I said this last week. I think, I think, twenty twenty is gonna be okay. I think we'll see the stock market top. I don't know if it will end. It may be down. In 2020, may may not be. It'll be close. You're not going to see the big returns again. The only reason I think we're going to be okay is actually because of the election. And I know that's kind of backwards a a little bit. But uh, as an example, in Arizona, uh, Bloomberg's running commercials like crazy out here, right? They spend a lot of money. I'm really worried about 2021 uh, and and the the subsequent years. And remember, uh, we've already started the debt super cycle. 2022, and I hate to say it, we take another leg down uh, because uh, we get into the big meat of the baby boomer. The big meat of the baby boomers uh, all hitting retirement. Uh, and again, we've seen the volumes on Wall Street. I mean, they're nothing. I mean, you go back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they're half. Uh, and, and really, uh, I don't even know what I would love to see the volume without stock buybacks, wouldn't you? Uh, just so we could really get a, a flavor uh, for. For how this is, so you you can get uh, oversized moves uh, in Wall Street in both directions. Kind of like this year, we've got an oversized move to the upside. Last year, uh, we can see when things. And again, I think we're gonna. I think think we're gonna be okay 
2020, you know, keep that same somewhere around 2% thing going. Uh, but, but there's a lot of caveats to that. Over the weekend, we got most of the car companies. I haven't seen Ford's yet, but we got pretty much everybody else. Uh, and these are reasons why when you saw, you know, why was gold rallying all around Christmas time? And I think the answer is really simple. Um, most people on uh, Wall Street, oh, we're going to have 7, 8, 9% profits on Wall Street. No, we're not. And when you factor in what I, let, let's be reasonable. My guess is corporate profits for a publicly traded company is going to be somewhere around 2 or 3%, which means the P.E. ratios, and you hear them talk. I'm telling you, we're near the dot-com bubble as far as P.E. ratios. But if you listen to the idiots on the street, oh, no, no, we're only 19 times forward earnings. The forward earnings are, are way overpriced. Um, but having said that, the reason why gold was running, that was part of it, right? Hey, this this starting to look like bubble stuff. Right, so gold started running again, and then we started to see a lot of you know the manufacturing data continuing to get worse. Uh, housing, well, even though you know sales are prices are up, the existing home sales are are down because no one can afford it. And now the automakers, uh, these are December numbers. GM down six point. Three percent fleet sales. That's the rental car stuff accounted for 20 percent of all delivery. So a really uh, bad way uh, for GM in December for all of two, uh, 2019 GM deliveries were down 2.3 percent. North American wholesale sales fell 25 percent. Uh, GM cited obviously the the uh, auto worker strike. Uh, Fiat Chrysler, who probably was supposed to have the best quarter uh, with their Dodge truck Q4. These are Q4 sales. I'm sorry, I think I said December. These are Q4 sales down two percent for uh, Chrysler, Fiat, Toyota. Down 6.1%. Nissan. Boy, ugly, ugly December. Nissan down 23.4%. Wow. Uh, And and the only one I don't have of the big ones, uh, I don't have Fords yet. I didn't see it. Uh, I've been writing these down uh, as as they come across. But uh, those are things that have me worried. Right. Those aren't, you know, that's not down, you know, a percent, half a percent. You're talking about the best one being down 2%. General Motors uh, being down, what, 6 almost 7%. Everybody else is down double digits. And so it's one of those things, again, where I'm not sure. And, and then over, you know, Arizona, the minimum wage rose here. And I think it did in over half the states. 
and it was so funny. Uh, we we had to return uh, some Christmas stuff for my son that didn't fit. So we were at the Scottsdale Quarter for those of you that are here in town. This is a high end. These are this is one of the better. This isn't. It's one of those open malls, but this is the heart of North Scottsdale, right? It's full. It's this and that. Two restaurants gone. We were at a uh, one of our favorite little uh, places. We like to go eat, and the place was a wreck. There was hardly anybody working. We talked to one of the employees. They said, "Yeah, everyone got their hours cut." I don't know. Those are things that got me worried when restaurants start closing. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, the Dow's down 70. The SP's down a couple. The NASDAQ's still in positive territory. Uh, gold's been up all day. It's off the highs, but still up pretty good here. Uh, $1,567 up 14 Fifteen sixty-seven. Uh, silver's hanging out uh, just just a penny below unchanged. Uh, you know, and I was telling you, we were actually going to eat at a restaurant yesterday. We we were doing some returns, and and uh, when we walked up, closed, and it was open. <laughs> It was open at, before we left for Mexico. The place was open, walked up, closed. Or one of our places, there's a, you know, and I think everyone has like, hey, this is the place we go to, right? We we it's our our uh, our go to place uh, to eat when uh, you know, hey, everyone got busy. Sarah didn't have time to get uh, dinner on the table, and this is the place that all of us like, you know, and it's kind of, you know, especially uh, with all four of us, you know, it's hard to get four people to agree on a place, so we go there a lot, so we know the people, and we were talking to one of the employees, and we're like, man, wow, you guys kind of understaffed, and we thought, you know, maybe someone called in sick or, you know, something like that. And he, 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 the employee just said to us, said, yeah, he goes, the, uh, as soon as New Year's, all everyone's hours got cut. He goes, we're actually, we're run, we were running essentially a whole person down every shift. And, uh, of course, they were told, well, you know, it's a minimum wage, you know, the minimum wage increase. I don't know, you know. Um, and, again, I, I, I think, you know, you start putting things together. Home sales, people can't afford them. There's no, well, there's not enough houses people can afford to buy, yet they say there's no inflation. Car sales, kind of the same thing, right? Even the, you know, the average cost of a used car now, over 20000 But they say there's no inflation. People aren't having kids but they say there's no inflation 35 percent of people 24 to 35 are living with their parents but yet they say there's no inflation the cost to go to college is i mean seriously 
Is there any 17 or 18-year-old in the world that could afford to pay 20, 30, 40, 50? Hey, if you want to go to the Ivy League, 70, 80 thousand dollars a year. Most of these people don't even have a job. Right? And if they do, what? It's a part-time job. And yet they say there's no inflation. And again, I think a lot of these things are going to be coming to fruition. And this is why I know the attacks and all that. That's not why gold and silver have been rallying. Because the underlying things that that really matter, right, are starting to come home to roost. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.